Welcome to a place of wellness and healing for both your body and mind. Get ready to live a happy, healthy, energized life that totally rocks. You're listening to Straight Talking Natural Health, a no BS podcast for busy women who want to ditch the fatigue, find balance and feel great with your host and naturopath, Jules Galloway. You may remember today's guests from long, long ago when they featured on my podcast when it was called Shiny Healthy You. We chatted all about things like food, healthy eating, how to eat gluten, dairy and sugar-free while still being excited about food. Since then, their business has taken a bit of a different direction. You see, they've gone down this massive rabbit hole into the land of of, uh, yoga, Pilates, meditation, and all things body confidence and body acceptance. But of course, they didn't stop there. They then launched an app, of course they did, which has brought everything together in one place. Amazing recipes, amazing motivation, the Pilates, the meditation, the yoga, the lot. Through their app, their podcast, their blog, and their social media, they reach about 118,000 people, 118,000 people every single month. That's bloody huge, you guys. I'm so excited to have these amazing humans here today. They're two of my very favorites. They're always so much fun. So please welcome back to the podcast, the beautiful Merrymaker sisters, Emma and Carla Pappas. Yeah, that was such a nice intro. I love you, Jules. And thank you so much for having us. I mean, we're just so excited to chat. Uh, Our conversations are always so much fun. I know it's been too long. It's Mm -hmm. been so long and you really are two of my favorites. Like I know I'm going to be like pumped up after this and having to do a dance around my bedroom. (laughs) Spoiler alert, we are all in our bedrooms today. (laughs) Sure are. It's a sound quality thing. It's a sound quality thing. But I don't know if you, you might hear the drilling, you might hear the phone ring. I mean, this apartment block is very noisy, so (laughs) we just roll with it. But it's so comfy on the bed. Yes. Yeah, and it's like this is real life, everyone. Like mm-hmm. we're, I think if you can do a podcast in your bedroom, you can do yoga in your bedroom, you can mm-hmm. do meditation in your bedroom. So like true. we've just got to work with what we've got. Exactly, especially during these times. These times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so where do we want to start? Why don't we talk about 2020 since, mm-hmm. since you just brought it up? Um, you managed to somehow launch a in-home online yoga Pilates thing, and then COVID happened. Did did you see a psychic? Like, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> My gosh, no. We were so shocked when this whole thing happened. I mean, how could anyone be prepared for that? When I just remember thinking, wow, like, is this going to be a long time? Is this going to be like a year? And here we are. And it's still all in lockdown around the world. I mean, Australia was so very lucky. Well, most parts of Australia, we were so very lucky and we didn't have so much impact. But wow, like what a year. Mm, Yeah, I think we felt like at the time when the first kind of lockdowns came in, which was about March in 2020, where it kind of came to a head here in Australia, we were just at a point where like, what are we going to do? Like, how can we help people? And we actually ended up giving Merry Body away for free because we had it all set up already. Like it was all the infrastructure was there. We could do that. So we actually felt really, I guess, 
glad and grateful that we'd created Marybody two years prior and that we could actually help people who were really struggling in that moment. Yeah. And I think in, in a way that really helped us. I mean, it was like a time of really high anxiety for everyone. So much uncertainty. And I mean, people were losing their jobs. Uh, so much was going on in the world. People were dying overseas. Like it was huge. And I think having this focus and having this ability, this thing to give really helped us feel grounded. Uh, so in the end, like, even though it was like we were helping people, it also really helped us mm. feel like, ah, oh, like this is what we're going to focus on. We're not going to stay on the news all day or like keep watching what's going on. We're just going to focus on this mm. and like serving the people. Mm. Yeah. And that's so important, I think, as as a helper, because pretty much everyone in the health health and fitness yeah. industry would consider themselves to be a helper of some kind. And the first thing when something like that happens is, all right, how do I serve? How do I help? Yes. Like I need to help. And if you can't actively do something, you just end up feeling so rubbish, don't you? So, so true. Yeah. And so I think that's, it's a massive sign that, that you're both in the right business and the right roles but that you're kind of born to do this because these are the people who step up when those moments happen mm, thanks um, now a quick roll call because I just realized I can see you on camera right now but <laughs> no one else can uh so we'll just do a quick roll call Emma hello this is me <laughs> Carla Hello, this is me. No, I'm kidding. I was I was trying to sound like No, her. you didn't even sound no. like me, I feel. And this is me, everyone. <laughs> I hope that's made it clear as mud out there for everyone else. <laughs> All right. So tell me, how did you end up pivoting? Oh, God, I use pivot. Oh, God. Don't say pivot. Don't say pivot. She said pivot. pivot. <laughs> how, okay, we'll go with it. How did you end up pivoting from the world of food and healthy yes. food into yeah. the world of yoga and Pilates mm -hmm. with pulling the food along with you and mm -hmm. then turning it into this amazing package deal? But how, did you, how did you end up going, you know, this yoga and Pilates thing is the missing link. This is what we need. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it wasn't so much like this is the missing link. It was more that we had created this amazing business with the food recipes. We were so, so very passionate about sharing our perspectives and, and our recipes. And I mean, it, that, it was like our life really, our life pivoted because we realized that we'd also created this unhealthy relationship again with food and obsessive restrictions and I mean there's a place there's a time for necessary restrictions but also if you're not too careful you can create uh, almost an obsession with food and restricting these food groups and we realized that the the business of recipes wasn't any longer creating joy in our lives and we kind of stopped we just took a moment to breathe had some space in our business. Yeah. I actually had like a mini breakdown at this time because I was so freaked out that, you know, what were we going to do? If we didn't do this, what would we do? And it was this moment where we really had to come back to why we started the Merry Make Sisters in the first place, which was to bring joy to ourselves, but also to others who were reading and watching and following. Uh, and as Emmy said, it wasn't bringing joy anymore. 
was at the same time that I had done my yoga teacher Mm. training and Emma had also done her Pilates teacher training, not with the idea of creating a business at all. The first time I did a yoga class, I'd always been so interested in the philosophy behind it. That was my favorite thing. I was so intrigued. And so when I moved to the Gold Coast, I knew I was going to do it someday, somewhere, just wanted to. Emma went through a really bad breakup. So she was going through this while I was doing my training and then the opportunity to do her Pilates training came up and I was like, you've just got to do it. You've got to focus on something other than this breakup. And you were really excited about that. Yeah. And I mean, we realized that that actually what was creating the most joy, the thing that we were talking about so often was this yoga and Pilates thing. So we were like, all right, let's do something with Mm. this. And Carl was like, okay, we're going to film classes online. And I mean, I had not even taught in the studio and she's already planning this great, amazing program. And I'm like, (laughs) oh my, wow, just throw me in. Uh, But, you know, sometimes you just got to jump in. It's like, it felt right. We were excited by the idea. It was bringing us joy. And this philosophy of following the joy, following the bliss has served us so well. Mm. So it kind of just all flowed on really well. I mean, we didn't even notice the pivot (laughs) It's funny, like we didn't even, we were just like, yeah, duh, natural. Mm. And then a lot of people would ask us about it. Oh, how was the pivot? And we're like, oh, yeah, I guess that did happen. Uh, But it just flowed very naturally for us. And, you know, people have come along with us. So we have people who are in our merry, uh, what are they called? Get merry food challenge. (laughs) It's like, wow, so long ago. You know, the food challenges. And now they're also part of Marybody. They're members, long-term members. So it's a real amazing, I guess, time to just reflect on that that they've come with us like it's not just what we're creating it's like they're they come they're coming with us personally and that's a really beautiful experience yeah it's like they just they trust you and yeah. they're like well if that's where you're going then I'll come to and see what it's like yeah, we feel yeah. very lucky to have these uh people who've just been in our lives all around the world mm. for so long yeah So what do you think you bring to the table that's so different compared to other fitness instructors Mm. and other other online fitness programs? Because I do feel like you're both a little bit different. (laughs) We're a bit weird. (laughs) No, apart from the fact that you're a bit weird. (laughs) Uh, It's, it's, I mean, thank you for asking that because really this is why Marybody is so different because we're not like other fitness programs. And sometimes we joke, we're like, we're not even in the fitness industry, but we are. So we definitely are because it is, you know, exercise and we do yoga and we do Pilates and we do meditation. But Marybody is built, like the backbone of Marybody is built on self-acceptance, on self-kindness and respect for our bodies. So rather than when you join a regular fitness program, it might be to transform your body. Like maybe it's like a 12 week thing, or you're doing this for a certain occasion to fit into a dress, to be this number on the scales, to weigh this much, to fit this size. Uh, from ages 11 for me and 13 for Emmy, we were consumed by diet culture. And that exactly what I was just talking about before that 
defines diet culture, the telling of us that we're not enough as we already are, that we have to be something different, that we have to be a different size, that we have to have bigger boobs, that we have to have a smaller waist, a bigger booty, a thigh gap. Oh, now we should have a nose like this and you shouldn't breathe like that. Oh my, don't do that. So all of these things that we shouldn't be, they're forever telling us to change, to change, to change. But Mary Body, the difference with Mary Body is the belief and the knowing and the creation of these thoughts that we are already enough before we begin, during and after. We always were and we always will be. And really, Mary Body is a reminder of that. And then it becomes a daily action for our members. So as soon as they put on the class, they are reminded of all this. And we tell them in the class as well, but it also becomes kind of their anchor because self-acceptance is a practice that we need to do every single day. We're living in a world where we're being told these messages that Carla just mentioned that lead to thoughts like where I'm not enough, I need to change. We're bombarded with that every day. One scroll on Instagram and you can feel that. Uh, So it needs to be this day-to-day, sometimes moment-to-moment practice. And we have experienced that in our lives. And I mean... It was totally game changer when we brought a self-acceptance practice to our lives. Mm. And this is why it will always be a part of whatever we do now. And we're so excited that the members create that for themselves with the help of Marybody. It's like Marybody is a tool that's in your pocket, uh, the self-acceptance toolbox kind of thing. Because, you know, it can be lots of things. It can be your mantras. It can be um, a daily walk in nature. It can be a swim in the ocean. I mean, that is a beautiful experience Mm. of like ultimate, like, ah, grateful for my body and my life and totally accepting of everything. But Mary Body is also one of these things. And, I mean, the messages we get from our members, it's totally overwhelming and amazing. And I think the best thing is that we all come to this stage at different times in our lives. I mean, we have women who are 60 and plus saying they've never really practiced self-acceptance and they've always wanted to change and they're only now they're experiencing this. And that's just like, oh, like we're so glad that they found Mary Body. But then there's also young people, um, mostly women, but some men as well. And it just feels, it feels so amazing to contribute this to the world. Mm -hmm. It really does. It's funny that you mentioned women of all ages because I was just thinking that back when I was younger and I was reading Dolly magazine and Girlfriend magazine, all Mm -hmm. of that stuff, you know, the the 90s. And I remember everyone was very uh, aware and conscious of the fact that that magazine culture was affecting teenage girls and girls in, in their early 20s. But I don't think anyone was talking about how it carries over into the next decade and the next oh, decade and the man. next decade and and how I think we forget that there's still pressure on women in their 40s, their 50s, oh. their 60s and probably beyond that yeah. to still look a certain way. And sometimes people when they get to that age, I know like now like I'm I'm turning 45 this year and I'm like, fuck, right? Like I'm still, I'm still coping with the, you know, there's more wrinkles and my body's yeah. different to how it used to be. Yeah. And I think that sometimes we get to this age and 
it's not the media putting the pressure on us to look a certain way anymore, but it's ourselves because Mm -hmm. we're not working with all those changes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, that's what self-acceptance is all about. It's celebrating the wrinkles. It's celebrating the changes. Uh, I think, you know, women in the media, women in for movies, for example, uh, at a certain age, they are often forgotten or left out. It's like women in media and pop culture, it's all about youth. So this is why as we age, we start thinking we're not enough. It, it isn't us. It's that it's all around us. They're telling us these messages. They're like subconsciously like putting it in us. So this is where we have to then connect to our hearts and realize, hang on a minute, I don't need to listen to these messages. I can be enough and I can still speak my message. I mean, I can still speak up and be loud and take up space even as an older woman. Uh, We feel so passionate about this. I mean, like we at our age, early 30s, we see more and more people getting Botox, more and more people getting plastic surgery and it's preventative Botox before you get your wrinkles. <laughs> and it's it's like, oh, my gosh, like, well, we need to get this. So it's, it's everything. It's all around us. Mm-hmm. And this is why it needs to be the daily practice. Yeah, and I think a really big aha moment when we talk about self-acceptance um, was when we asked our psychologist friend, like, what does it mean to you, like, self-acceptance? Because I think sometimes we can get this message of, like, you have to love yourself. You have to love your body. Yeah. You have to love every inch of it. And that can be really overwhelming. Like, maybe I don't love my stomach right now. Like, and you're telling me I need to? Like, I just don't love it. And I don't even think I could ever love it. Like, these might be thoughts that we've had before. I know I've certainly had thoughts like that. And she just said, we don't have to love it. We just need to say what it is. Like, I am this, like I, this is a stomach. Like I'm accepting that this is a stomach. And then we can leave those judgments out of the, out of the door. Like we don't have to say my stomach is lumpy. My stomach is fat. My stomach is large. My stomach is small. So if we leave the judgments and we just see our bodies for what they are, amazing vessels that take us on life's journey, then acceptance becomes easier. So I think also sometimes the self-love message can be overwhelming in that we're, we're told we have to love ourselves. And sometimes we just You don't. must love yourself. You yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like we don't need to do that to be happy. We don't need to do that to accept ourselves. We can just accept, hey, it's my stomach. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, there would be some people in marketing who would say that uh, <laughs> you need to make people feel bad about their body yes. oh yeah in order for them to buy <laughs> your thing yeah. um, are and you saying there's another way <laughs> yeah we know and this is I guess this is our you know our um we have this I guess ethical line of ours like everyone has their own morals like on a line that you'll cross and a line that you won't cross sometimes you've got to cross it to know where your line is uh but we know that with Mary Body, our line is like we do not share before and after transformation photos we do not talk about calories we do not talk about your muffin top we don't talk about saddlebags we never co- we never talk about how many um you know things you're going to melt in this in, in this 
movement. Oh my. I, yeah. Like people talking about fat melting and fat burning. It's like, oh, like bloody when hell. When does that fat melt? Like, <laughs> when did it burn? Like, I didn't know that. So absolutely. The easiest way to market a fitness program is to tell someone that their body needs to change. And that in fact, we can change it in 12 weeks. Did you know? Uh, it's very, very uh, common to see that. If a fitness program isn't doing that, it's extremely rare. And this is why I guess Mary Body is our absolute favorite thing in the whole entire world because we don't do this. And <laughs> I mean, for us, it, it's, it might be the slower way to grow because, you know, those before and after transformations get all the, the eyes, they get all the attention and they usually get all the sales as well. So, I mean, we actually did share our own personal before and afters. And then literally that day we got an email from a Marybody member saying, girls, why are you doing this? And she like sent us this email. It was really like full on. We were like, oh my gosh, like, doesn't she know? Like, doesn't she know the truth? Like we're, we're okay. Like we're not trying to make people feel bad. We just want to get people in. And then once they're in Marybody, they all accept themselves. And then they'll see like, this is just to get them in. <laughs> like we were trying to tell ourselves that. And we knew from the beginning, we were kind of like ifing and oh, like, should we do this? Mm. And from that day on, maybe like actually a week, we sat on it for a week, chatted about it. Yeah. We were angry at her. We were a bit annoyed. How, how dare you email us yes. and tell us that we're wrong? <laughs> and then we realized, oh, wait, no. She's right. She's right. And it actually solidified uh, our stance on this even more so. Like this was would have been two years ago now. And yeah. it really helped us draw that line and it helps us with our messaging so much now. It's like, wait a second, that's not Mary Body. I'm not going to share that. Uh, and it helps us know who we can also, you know, look to uh, to support us and who we can support as well. Like we're really careful with who we, um, you know, who we might work with or like uh, I guess share other people's quotes and things like that. Like we check in like, are these yeah. are, do these people have aligned messaging because diet culture is a huge thing and it impacts so many of us and we don't want to be a part of that yeah mm. mm-hmm. did you send her a thank you gift oh, oh yeah. yeah we're like forever <laughs> thankful like she we email her all the time she emails us all the time and she has like she's like uh, one of our longtime members, and she's now gifted Mary Body to other people as well. Like she is, oh, like that's so she, yeah. she sponsors people t- for Mary Body. It's amazing. That's incredible. Yeah. But that that's the thing. Like I see, I see all these other fitness apps come and go, and these programs online come and go, and they get they get large volumes of people in, but then large volumes of people out. Like they have a really large, what, what do we call it in the industry? A very large churn, churn. rate. Yeah. Lots of turnover of new mm. people, old people coming and going. I don't think that's the case with you. <laughs> we have long, long-term members mm-hmm. and oh, like crazy. Like they've just been here from the day one, yeah. which is so amazing and, and humbling. Of course. Mary Body isn't going to be for yeah. everyone. And I think that's the best thing is that it's for, you know, the the right people. And that's that's like what happens is that they find it and they, they take a breath of fresh air and a weight off their shoulders and they think, oh, my God, I didn't know it could be like this. I didn't know I could actually accept myself. I could actually be enough just as I am or I could actually exercise and move my body without the goal 
of changing the external body. I could just do it for fun or I could do it because it makes me feel good or I could do it because, hey, I need to rest and yin yoga is a great way to nurture and, and recover and rejuvenate. It's, it's kind of like flipping our own personal relationships with movement and exercise uh, because sometimes you don't even realise, you check and you're like, wait, why have I always exercised? For both of us, it was always to lose weight. It was like yeah. always I want to lose five kilos. Our goal was lose five kilos for I think like 12 years, no matter what we weighed, it was always lose five kilos. Uh, So every workout was that purpose. Every workout was to work off the calories we Mm -hmm. ate last night, the extra calories. Every workout was to punish ourselves. So it's very refreshing to then change that reason, your why for movement to something completely amazing uh, and really positive. Mm. It's like for you, Jules, you know, when you do like your walks to the lighthouse or you jump in the ocean. Like, mm. I'm pretty sure your intention isn't to lose weight. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's to enjoy life. It's like, oh, it's a celebration. Exactly. The intention often, it doesn't really matter what I do. The intention is often good mental health. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Oh yeah. And I mean, look, I, I lost the five kilos about a year and a half ago. I actually lost that magical, you know, the, that magical five kilos. <laughs> And do you know my next thought after I lost the five kilos? I need to lose another five kilos. Oh, exactly. Mm, yeah, yeah, I really think I could go another five. I'm like, what? Th- what is wrong yeah. with us? Uh-huh. And this is why we practice self-acceptance. And that's the thing. Like, <laughs> if we don't accept us ourselves now, we will never accept ourselves no matter what change we make. There will always be another change, another thing, a new trend. And it's tiring and it's up to us as individuals to let that old kind of belief system go. But it's hard because we've, it's been ingrained. Well, I think, and it's, as you were saying that just then, like it made me really think about, I think it's a quote we've shared. I've seen it a million times. And it's like, um, you know, when I was 16, I needed to change. Like I wanted to lose weight or I didn't Mm. like what I looked like. I was ugly. Uh, then you turn 20 and you're like, oh, look how thin I was when I was 16 or look how beautiful I was. I thought I hated myself back then. Why? And then when you're 25, you look at a photo of you when you're 20. Oh, why did I waste so much time hating myself? Uh, I'm so beautiful back then. And it's like this ongoing thing until we are in our 80s, quite possibly, until we decide enough is enough. Actually, now is the most important time. I'm not going to look back and compare to myself. I'm not going to look and compare to myself to other people I don't even know. Now is the time to accept ourselves. And then we truly begin to live when we do this because mm-hmm. we're out of our head and into our hearts. Yeah. And what if those people that you're looking at as, you know, you've got them up on that pedestal of yeah. what you think you should look like, what if they're hungry and exhausted <sighs> Or have a thyroid problem. Exactly. Or are depressed. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We never know the entire story. Of course we never know that. And you know, we always we always think, you know, now I've been thinner than I have been oh, than yeah. what I am now. Me too. Same with you, Emmy. But my joy levels are so much higher now. And I think back to when I was thinner, like I wasn't happy and I wasn't I had no spark and I was always tired and always hungry but I think that's also as Jules you just said like thin doesn't mean healthy Mm. as well like 
for some reason, thin is affiliated so hugely with healthy. Mm-hmm. But in fact, it's not a fact at all. We don't know the truth and we never will unless you are a doctor or a naturopath or whatever and you're like actually looking at your blood tests and your whatever tests, you know, all the test jewels. And it's like, (laughs) then you can be like, actually, like you're really healthy and it might be that you're a bigger person or you're a smaller person. We can't necessarily be like healthy, not healthy. Yeah, just from looking at and someone. And then, of course, there's our mental health too, which is even more important to look after our mental mm-hmm. health. Like it's everything. A hundred percent, especially after last year. Especially. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we realise that now, that when when COVID happened and lockdown happened and all of those things happened, like, the mental health was the thing that really hit the dirt for yes. so many people. and. Mm-hmm. And that's the hardest thing to get back as well. So true. Mm. Mm. So let's talk motivation because if before and after photos aren't the correct tool to use for motivation, what do we do instead? Yeah, and I mean, if they, like, we're not saying that you can't, of course, if they work for you, go for it. But check in, how do you feel when you do use them? Let's just check in and see if it is bringing you goodness. Uh For us, and we've probably all heard this before, it is an individual's, uh, I guess, why. Like what's your why for movement? And this is going to look different for everyone. And we encourage all of our members, we ask this question all the time, like what does movement bring to you? Like what, what do you benefit from? How do you feel during and after? Uh, So for me, like I just feel so much more energized. I feel way clearer in my mind when I move. So therefore I just have a better day. Like if I exercise in the morning, if I do my yoga or my Pilates, I feel better. I feel more on point. Uh, I feel more excited for life itself. For other people, it might be, I want to be, you know, have the energy to run around my kids. Like I don't want to, I want to be more patient with my kids. I think that's a big one, like especially with yoga and like a mindful practice. Mm. This is something like a lot of parents inside Marybody say, like I'm so much more patient with my children. I'm so much more present with them. Yeah. It's actually so nice to, you know, help them with their homework and not get annoyed or like to color in with them for a moment and not think I need to be doing yeah. something else. It's so amazing. I mean, our mom, she's been exercising her whole life, but now as she looks after her elderly parents who are both in nursing homes now, uh, but, you know, she's seeing them deteriorate and she's just like, you know, I'm doing this so I can live as long as possible and be able so I can move around in my older years because, you know, there's, there's lo- a long life is great, but if you can't do anything in your last years, there's not much point. Uh, so I think that's really amazing and, and, it, and it gives us that motivation too. Like we don't move to look good. That might help. That might happen. (laughs) But we move to be able. We move for mobility. We Mm. move for strength so we can move the stuff we need to move so we can pick up our groceries, pick up your kids or whatever you're picking up, move the couch, (laughs) whatever it is. (laughs) I don't know. What are you doing? (laughs) I love moving furniture. I always feel so empowered when I move furniture. I'm like, he's very good. I'm like, I can do that. Like, move out of the way. You know, like, (laughs) step aside. You know, I can lift everything, but it's just that I I run into door frames with the furniture. (laughs) 
<laughs> dense everywhere. It's never a good idea for me to move furniture. Uh, <laughs> I can do Pilates and yoga. Yeah, so I think <laughs> that it really is like tuning in like to your bigger reason, like what what ripple when you move, like there's always a ripple effect. Like when you change one thing, there's always a ripple effect to other things. And that might be like your career or your relationships. Uh, it could be uh, your your mental health. Absolutely. Like there's always so many things yeah. that, that are impacted by every cha- every little decision, every change that we do make. So it's like figuring out which one inspires you the most and motivates you the most and what were you going to well, say? Well, I was just going to say, and sometimes it's just about make, keeping it simple, stripping it all back. Movement makes me feel good. Mm. So then it's like, all right, if I'm feeling a bit blah, I don't have a reason. Like everything in life is going all right, but I'm just feeling flat, disconnected, uh, not in my body. I'm in my head. It's like jump up and down, move your body, dance around, put, put a song on, dance around the house, uh, do a five-minute yoga flow, do 10 minutes of uh strength building and booty burning pilates uh go for a walk it doesn't have to be half an hour it doesn't have to be an hour it can just be a five minute walk outside in nature and this has the potential to shift everything it shifts your mindset it shifts your perspective so you go from feeling down a bit sad a bit blah maybe no energy no focus no clarity and then all of a sudden you're like hey I've got this new lens of life like life didn't change nothing Mm. changed there but I changed I changed how I see the world around me and that's the magic of movement and that's Mm. the magic of daily movement and that's also the magic of taking away all the stuff like I must move for an hour a day I must do hit exercise I must do crossfit I must do what whatever everyone's telling us to do and it's just about finding Finding a way of movement that works for you, that you love, that, that brings you, you joy. That you actually want to do. Because, like, the worst thing is when you dread something and you just think you have to tick it off because, like, you put it on your imaginary list of, like, I need to achieve this in order to be enough. Yeah. So we need to get rid of that list and find a movement that just works. And, yeah, as Emmy said, simplify. And then one last thing I want to talk about motivation because this is a really big thing we talk about oh, inside yeah. Mary Body. Because... People often think like, where's the magical fairy dust of motivation? Like I'm feeling not motivated. I'm just going to wait for it. Like surely it's going to turn up any minute now. I'm waiting. Motivate me. Come on. (laughs) Come on. And it's the realization that action creates motivation. And Brendan Bouchard said that. It's not that we have the motivation just fall into us and suddenly I'm pepped up and ready to go. Actually, it's the actions that come before that that create the motivation. So for for me, action is rolling out my mat, that tiny little action. Action is pressing play. I still might not want to do it. I really don't want to do the class. I just don't. Action is that first inhale. All right, I feel a bit better now. Action is that first forward fold. Mm. This feels really good actually moving my body. And then suddenly I am getting that motivation to keep on going. And the class is finished and I don't know where it came from. Oh, it came from the actions I took before I felt motivated. Yeah. So it's like getting a big boulder rolling, like the yes. hardest part is getting it moving. But once it's exactly. moving, you just have to keep the momentum going yeah. and it yeah. keep moving. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
Yeah, that's awesome because I think you're right. I think a lot of people, myself included in the past, have, you know, whether it, it it's exercise or whether it's getting your finances in order or yes. you know, build, building a business or doing a task for work. Like mm-hmm. everyone's like, I your need this motivation inbox. to come from outside <laughs> of me. Yeah. yeah, clearing the email inbox, <laughs> decluttering the home, like uh-huh. all the things you just sitting there waiting for the motivation to mm-hmm. come or looking for the motivation outside of yourself. Mm. Yes. When actually, all- like, I don't know about you, but when I clear that email inbox, Oof. once I start clearing it, it's addictive. And yeah. then the motivation, then it's like a game. It's like, how many more emails can I get through? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you're on a roll now. You're yeah. motivated. You want to do this. You want to do it well. And same with cleaning and decluttering too. It's like you do it all then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I oh, know nothing will ever get me to like cleaning. I'm sorry. Hard limit, hard limit. <laughs> I like after cleaning. Like it I feels like, so, I, you know, it's like, oh, wow. No, but I feel so like clean. if you do like put a good song on, then it's more fun. It's good music. <laughs> Can I tell you a secret? Do, like, it's not no. a secret. I have a cleaner. You got to know, this is, you got to know, you've got to know your strengths and, and your non-strengths. And I was like, this is a it's non-strength. True. Bye-bye. We used to get cleaners. Yeah. We? When but, we lived together, we had a yeah. cleaner. And then when we, I guess, moved out from living together, then now we do it with our partners. It's like, and we, it's definitely split. Like I'm not doing all the cleaning at all. Like I'm like, hell no, we share this loan. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. All right. Let's talk about the meditation aspects because Ooh. I noticed that's starting to get mentioned a little bit more in Medi- Mary yeah. Body. But it, yeah, before it was kind of tucked into the yoga somewhere, but now it's out there on its own. What's yeah. going on? Yeah, that's so true. And I mean, I think it's because uh, I've personally uh studied a lot more about meditation mm. like I did like I think I did like last year was all about meditation for me I think I did about four meditation trainings and I just like wanted to learn and learn and learn and read all the books and I was just amazed by some of the things that I learned uh in one of my meditation trainings it was uh proven that just eight weeks of meditation can completely change the way our brain functions like scientists look at the brain waves or the brain patterns and like literally the the uh, connections change just from eight weeks. And I found that just fascinating that we can do that by sitting and breathing. Huh? So I <laughs> like, what? Okay. So I think it was the knowledge that really inspired us to share more about it. And the fact, and Jules, you would agree that this world is a stressed out world. Like mm-hmm. there is so much on our to-do list that is overwhelming. It's do, 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 more, 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 more. We're never done. We're never complete. We're always on. And now we've got social media and notifications coming at us left, right, and center. We're never off. We're never uh, just being. There's never space for quiet. And I think that was, again, what inspired us. Like we want to we help people create that space and create that quiet and that, that moment of peace, uh, not just in the meditation, like the idea 
isn't, okay, I'm going to meditate for 40 minutes or 20 minutes or five minutes. And then I'm going to go back to being my busy self. Like that's not really the idea. It's the idea, like how can we walk meditation out of the seat? Like where can we bring in those moments of meditation during our day? Like maybe for me, uh, I remember like my inbox used to stress me out so much. Just looking at it would cause me to kind of hyperventilate and breathe like faster than normal. And what meditation has brought me is like, I'm more like, oh, here's my inbox. I'm just going to take it one step at a time. Uh, What meditation really, the objective of meditation is to simply see reality for exactly what it is. Like it's leaving all of the judgments behind. And, you know, we can think about it like when we look outside and we look at the weather, like I might see clouds and be like, oh my God, the clouds suck. Like I'm going to have the worst day ever. It's going to rain on my parade. Like this is, this is poo. And we might look at the clouds and be like, oh, I just love a cloudy day. I'm going to have a cozy day inside. It's going to be so nice. (laughs) Really what meditation helps us do is see reality in all of its objectivity. There's clouds in the sky, full stop. That's it. And in doing so, we release so much suffering that we ourselves create by labeling everything and by having a narrative for Mm. everything. I think that's what the magic of meditation did for me. It allowed me to let go of that ever-flowing, ever-chitter-chatter in my head Uh, And it still comes back, but it's less Mm -hmm. and I'm easier. I find it easier to be more aware of it. Oh, wait a minute. These thoughts, these are the same thoughts I had last week that make me feel really crap. Are they true? Are they real? Actually, I don't need to keep thinking these thoughts Mm. on replay again and again and again. Let's let them go. So then you do the thing that lets you shift out of those thoughts. Yeah. And I guess another, like, I like to, like the analogies really have helped me Mm. understand like what what meditation can bring to us and it's this idea you know there's us and we're on that train station and there's all of these train carriages like whizzing past us and each of those carriages is a thought like and they're all whizzing past us and us on the station we can choose to jump on and let it take us for a ride it'll be one hell of a ride I tell you what might go down a really dark black hole maybe take us up nice and high I don't know where it's going to go or we can choose to just stay on the station and let it go by and that's the idea like we can just decide to start to see that didn't make sense we can start to see our thoughts outside of us like they're not us like we are not what we think. They're just these things that are floating around and in and out of our minds. And sometimes they bring us joy and sometimes they bring us suffering. Sometimes they bring us truth and sometimes they bring us untruth. And it's up to us as the, the self-aware being that we're trying to be to decipher them. And meditation helps us do that. Yeah, and there was something you said there, Emmy, before where you were, you know, that, that constant, those, those thoughts mm. that just keep coming. When you were mm-hmm. saying that, I was like, that's just judgment. Like we're always yes. judging. We're judging yeah. everything outside yes. of us. We're judging Label. ourselves. Yes. We're yes. labels on everything. We're yep. pigeonholing everything. Mm-hmm. We're uh-huh. categorizing. Uh, that's not healthy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And oh. it's like, wow, this one simple thing of sitting and breathing for five minutes, two minutes, one minute. I don't care how long you do it for. I know like lots of people be like, you have to do 20 minutes in the morning and in the afternoon. And if you don't, well. Yeah, (laughs) you must, you must do that. It's not true. We don't have to do anything for a certain amount of time. We just need a little bit of it and that will help us. 
it'll help teach us about ourselves. And I think that's the thing. Like it's all about learning about ourselves, discovering who we are. And really that's the magic of meditation. And that's why it's a big part of Merry Body because when we meditate and when we're able to see our thoughts, again, we can see the thoughts that are telling us, I'm so fat, I'm so dumb. Why did I say that? I wish I didn't eat that, blah, 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 blah. All of these thoughts that just like take up so much space and pull away all of the joy we can start to see them for what they really are, which is not true. And I can choose to let that thought go. Yeah. Do you have a lot of women in your program who've got kids running around while they're yeah. trying to get all of this done? Mm-hmm. And, oh and how did they navigate that? Because yeah. when you were saying all of that, I was like, oh, God, like full house, full of family members, yeah. like. Totally. And I mean, how does it happen? That's why Carla said, like, it doesn't matter how long. It's like taking the expectation of yourself. I don't have to sit and meditate for 20 minutes. I can sit and meditate for one minute. If I only have one minute, I do that. That's why the guy didn't. Mom, 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 I'm hungry, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's when all of our members who do have kids, it's either you do it before they wake up or after they Mm. go to sleep. Mm-hmm. It's it's just making it work for you or, and it's knowing that it doesn't have to look like everybody else's. Mm-hmm. They do it with you, which I know yeah. like a lot of our parents in my inside Mary body, they're encouraging the kids to get on the mat with them. They're so cute. And sometimes they'll do it and sometimes they won't. It's really, again, letting go of the expectations of the kid and being like, well, if they want to, they want to. If they don't, they don't. Yeah. Uh, and the thing with Mary body is we're very aware of people's like time and how the most common thing that we hear is, I don't have time. Like, I don't have any time. Like, I'm so busy. I've got so much to do. And that's why Emma was saying before, it doesn't have to be an hour. Like, our classes range from under 10 minutes to 30 minutes. So it's like picking a class that suits your day and your schedule and not thinking that it's all or nothing. This all or nothing mindset where it's like, oh, well, if I don't do an hour, then I'm a failure. I have to do an hour a day. It's It doesn't serve us well. Something is better than nothing. So if I'm just doing five minutes of movement, one minute of deep breathing, boom, amazing. Yeah, and I, I really think you're better off doing 10 minutes a day than one hour once a week. Exactly. Yes. Agreed, yes. agreed. Yeah. I've heard you've also had dogs on the mat, not just mini humans. <laughs> Oh my god, so many, so many cats! Yeah. And I, because uh, I recently got a puppy uh, last se- September, so I have experienced this. It's quite difficult, to be honest, with a naughty one. That's for sure. <laughs> Chino is so naughty. Like he will eat my bun. He will eat my ponytail. He'll just sit on the mat, like when I'm trying to do it. You can't do you it can't, with him. Like you can't. with Chino, it's a no go. Like he's out of the room when I'm doing it. Uh, but you a hear lot- him crying. He's like. A lot of our other members' pets definitely get involved and it's the cutest thing. Yeah, very <laughs> cute. We like that. But it is also really cute when the mums show the little mini humans doing the same poses as them. Oh we gosh. see all the photos Aww. with their kids and, oh, my gosh, it's very, very cute. And it makes us so excited yeah. because I think, wow, like imagine if I had something like this when I was seven or eight. Like I wonder like how I would have felt differently yeah. about myself. And a lot of um our mums of teenage girls, they're trying to get their teenage girls to kind of do the classes with them and also get that self-acceptance message, which is so important when you're a teenager, especially mm-hmm. with this whole Instagram uh, social media world they're growing up in. 
but it's really awesome when we do hear feedback from the younger girls too. It's like, oh, like that's like, I think because for us, that's where all this began for us with like that deep self-loathing of ourselves when we were teenagers. Mm. So when we reach the younger generation, that kind of makes it all come full circle of like, okay, we're doing a really good thing. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's, that's, when you know you're doing a really good thing, when what you're doing and who you're serving, it seems to be transcending age groups. Like you're not yeah. just serving people your own age, you're serving people all, like you said, all the way up to 60 and beyond yeah. and then kids yeah. and teenage girls. Like that's a really special thing because you, in the fitness industry, you often see people kind of only go after one demographic and it'll be like mm-hmm. women age 35 to 40 or mm-hmm. women age 25 to 30 or it's just, it, this is really unusual what you've got here. Yeah, it is. And yeah, you know how, especially like in business, some people asking, what's your target market? Like, you know, yeah. that's a very who's your common, ideal client? Who's your ideal client? Like, what do they look like? What do they do? Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're always like, look, we don't know. <laughs> We have women and men, like definitely majority, like 98% women, uh, <laughs> very few men, but we love all of it. We love everyone. Uh, and it just blo- it blows our mind that it connects to so many people. And really it is. And I think this is like a really important thing to keep in mind. If you're ever building something that is deeply connected to yourself, like make sure you just keep being you. <laughs> like it's too hard to fake anything else for a long, long period of time. So you've just got to like show up as yourself, all the mess and all the magic. Yeah. Well, honestly, I don't think I know anyone in the online world who's more authentic than both of you. So you're you're a bunch of bloody legends and thank you for everything that you do. Oh, thank Thank you so much. Yeah, for having us on your show, your amazing show. And like you are doing so much for this world. Like we love what you're doing. So always, always so happy and grateful to chat with you. Oh, thank you. how about you let everyone know where they can find all your awesome work and connect with you? Because oh. I know people are going to be like, right, I need to find these people. <laughs> these are my people. Oh, oh, my yay. People. Thanks, Jules. <laughs> yeah, well, you can head over to themerrymakersisters.com. There is a free seven-day trial of Merry Body, so we always recommend taking up on that offer because then you can figure out if it is right for you and you can simply cancel if it's not. So we're really excited to share it with you. Everything is over there. The blog, the podcast, Merry Body, recipes still. Yes, still believe recipes. it or not, still it's some still recipes. Food. <laughs> um, TheMerryMakerSisters.com. Amazing. Thank you so much, Emma and Carla, for everything that you do. This has been so much fun. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Thanks. We love you. Fun. We'll see you super soon down south. Yay. I hope you enjoyed listening to Straight Talking Natural Health. If you like what you heard, make sure you hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Also, head over to my website at julesgalloway.com. There's a free quiz on there to see if you're at risk of burnout. I also have an amazing ebook called Heal Your Adrenals, which is a must for any woman with adrenal dysfunction, aka adrenal fatigue. When I'm not podcasting, I'm seeing clients all over the world via Zoom. I love working with fatigue, thyroid issues, autoimmunity, pyrrhal disorder, mold illness and complex cases to name just a few. So why not book in and let's work together? All of this and more is available right now over at julesgalloway.com. 
That's all from me for the time being. I look forward to diving in with you again in the next episode. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.